around the world they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I want to, I want to. I want to, I want to. I'll praise the Lord, Lord. and keep the faith. Only G.O.D. could be a king to me. If you love me, you got to represent him well. Believe the scripture. Like this. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and now Google Play. If you'd like to send me an email, please send your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow me on social media, you can do that at mbills314. This is episode 71 part two of faith for today shout out to all my facebook listeners spotify apple youtube however you're listening wherever you're listening from thank god that you tuned in thank you for subscribing thank you for sharing it with your family and friends if you're new to the podcast welcome i thank you for tuning in for those of you who may not know what you've gotten yourself into this is a bible teaching podcast we believe the word of god and we want to break down scripture so we can better apply it to our lives so we can experience the results and the benefits that god desires that we experience also by gaining understanding of the word of god you develop more trust and confidence in the lord and in his word and what he has to say to you and the end result you fall more in love with him you can hear his voice clearly and you can carry out all that he will have for you to carry out in this earth all right and so this new series that we're dealing with today is called faith for today not for tomorrow we need faith for today tomorrow we will focus on tomorrow when tomorrow will get here but today we need to focus in on today all right so let's start at hebrews chapter 11 we're gonna jump on in here hebrews 11 and let's look at verse i'm gonna read uh verse one down to verse three I will be reading out of the New Living Translation version of the Bible. You may be reading out of a different translation, possibly the traditional King James or whatever your favorite translation is. But whichever translation you're reading, we're still going to end up in the same place. Verse one, it says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. Verse three, by faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. That what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. I'm going to read that again. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. That what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. I want to zero and focus in on that particular verse because as I was studying and preparing and just going over the word this week, this scripture really stuck out to me. And I mean, you hear it from celebrities to maybe people you know personally. You'll hear people thanking the universe. You'll hear people saying, you know, if the universe, you know, will line things up for me or if the stars will line up, then maybe it might happen. Or you hear people say, hey, the universe is going to get you back for what you did to so and so and so and so. Which very, which, you know, it irritates me to hear people say that because 
somehow, I don't know where we got it from, but somehow people think that the universe has power. But this verse we just read, it says God created the entire universe. So I wonder why some give glory to the universe and not the God who created the universe. The universe was formed at God's command, his command, meaning that he spoke the universe into existence. He put the stars, the moon, the galaxies and all that we know to be in the universe. He made that happen. The universe has to obey his command. I looked up the word universe to get a definition for what it says. The universe is all of space and time and their contents, including planets, stars, galaxies, and all other forms of matter and energy. God, the creator and sustainer of the universe. Hebrews chapter one, verse three, it says the sun talking about Jesus radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. He sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. So the universe is sustained. Whatever you see out here in the heavens, the sky, all that, everything that we see, even the earth, the very planet <laughs> that we're living on is being sustained at God's command. So we are still functioning on a planet that is sustained by the first word that God commanded at the beginning of the earth's existence. He didn't have to double back around and say it again. He spoke one time the earth into being and the whole earth is now being sustained by God's word. That's power. Who wouldn't serve a God like this? Why is credit being taken away from him? It's just things that just make you go like, ah, but you know, you can't always blame other people because sometimes you, you don't know better. You can't do better until you know better. And, you know, the Bible says um, in Hosea 4, 6 that, you know, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So sometimes a lot of us just have a lack of knowledge of, you know, who the Lord is. So prayerfully, you know, this podcast can kind of give you some revelatory insight as to who he is. You know what I mean? So that scripture, like I said, just stuck out to me because this universe talk, I mean, I hear it as I watch, you know, interviews on The Breakfast Club or whoever I'm watching interviews on, and I hear it time and time again. And I don't know if they're ashamed to say the Lord or not, but anywho, let's go to uh, Psalms 147. Look at verse 4. It says, He counts the stars and calls them by name. Yeah, you read it right. <laughs> it says he counts the stars and calls them all by name. How great is our Lord. His power is absolute. His understanding is beyond comprehension. Man, we serve a God of power. He knows all the stars by name. Who knew the stars had names? You know, we've heard of things like, you know, the Milky Way galaxy. We've heard of Orions and we've heard of just different little names or whatever, but he know them all by name. You know, I don't, I don't even know how we got these names, <laughs> but you know, you know, in school you may have heard about two or three or four or whatever, but he know them all by name and, and counts all the stars. 
You know how many stars there are? You can't even count stars. A human being can't, but he knows them all by name. Faith, right? Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. Let's look at verse 6. It says, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So I think the most important thing about faith is that you we can't even please God without it. We are God's mouthpiece for his hands, for his feet. We have to go into the world and accomplish these things. Now, when we go and do these things, we're going in his name. We're going with his power. Right. We're not going to do anything that God has called us to do in our own name and with the power that we think we have. You understand? So. So faith is probably the single most important thing that you will ever learn because it says here that without it you can't please it's impossible to please he wants us to have a level of trust you know how can you go to god in prayer or how can someone go to god in prayer not even knowing if he exists but people do that because some people may not know what else to do oh i heard pray to this God or something that they say do. So let me, let me try that. I don't know if it exists, but the very first thing you have to do is acknowledge his existence. The second thing that we would have to do is now believe what his word says. I'm talking about the Bible. I know there's many books out there floating around saying that, you know, this is what God says, but it's not. <laughs> I'm just going to be quite frank with you. The Bible is the only inspired word of God. There is no other. This is it. I'm going to let that breathe. <laughs> and that right there is where some people struggle with believing his word. Because somehow over the years, people have misinterpreted the scriptures. People have twisted the scriptures to make it fit their own agenda. A lot of people have done a lot of different things. So that's why it's so important. It was so important for me to start a podcast like this so that we can go over these scriptures and gain understanding. The Bible says with all that getting, get an understanding. Now look at James chapter two, and we're going to start at verse 14. It says, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? So just stopping right there, we see, and I haven't even gotten into really defining faith yet, but one of the definitions of faith is acting on what you believe. Okay? You believe something, you act on it, now you're in faith. Get connected to the word on a whole nother level. Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures Podcast with Martinez. Nah, 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 nah. See, bro, you, you can't rush good music. You know what I'm saying? You don't rush that. You know, like, you just sit back and cool out to some of my smooth tunes, okay? Yeah. All right? Is that cool? Yeah. All right, here we go.
Growing there 
This concludes side A. Please flip to side B. You trust, you have confidence in it. But in this case, we're talking about trust and confidence in God. But you can have faith in other things. But we want to target our faith in God himself. Because we have faith in a lot of stuff. Just before I started recording, I checked the weather app on my phone. I wanted to see what the weather was going to be like on Mother's Day, right? So we're saying the weather is going to be 70 degrees on Mother's Day, which is, you know, maybe 12. I helped some of y'all out, but some of y'all didn't realize it was coming this soon. <laughs> so it says it's going to be 70 degrees. Now, I have no proof that it's going to be 70 degrees. Only thing that I believe, I just believe the app. I'm trusting that whoever, whatever meteorologist, whatever they said, they say it's going to be 70. You know what we do? I start going telling people. I call my wife. I call other people. Hey, you know it's going to be 70 degrees on Mother's Day. Right? I have, I have trust and confidence in whoever put that up. I don't even question it. But somehow when we get to the, to this book, we start questioning it questioning it as if there's some failure in it i can understand where if maybe we've seen things in a book and, and things have failed but you can't find nowhere in scripture where god has failed we see everywhere that people who who do what the word of god says people who live their lives for the lord are experiencing great benefits you know what i mean so I'm just getting ahead of myself, but I wanted to give you the other definition of faith because it plays right into what we're reading. So again, James 2, verse 14, it says, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and you say, goodbye and have a good day stay warm and eat well but then you don't give that person any food or clothing what good does that do so you see by faith so you see faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds it is dead and useless now someone may argue some people have faith Others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. And the term good deeds, he's just talking about works. He's talking about action, right? You believe something, you're going to act on it. When Black Friday comes during the holidays, we get these ads, whether it be via email, social media, or by mail. We see where they sell these TVs at Walmart for dirt cheap. We have no evidence of it. But check this out. The only evidence we have is, number one, the paper and what others have experienced. So maybe the year before someone said, you know, I went to Walmart, the one right there on such and such street, and I got two TVs for X amount of dollars. That builds up faith in us. Like, really? Okay, well, this coming Black Friday, I'm going to uh, go on and get them TVs. It's the same with the scriptures. 
the same exact thing. And how I'm breaking it down using Walmart and all that, that's the same thing the Lord did. That's what a parable is. A parable is taking something natural or using something natural to explain a spiritual truth. That's why Jesus always used natural things that everyone at that time could see and recognize and then put into a spiritual context to gain understanding. So it's the same way. We got the scripture. We got God's word on any given subject. If you believe it, you act on it. Once you act on it, you'll experience the outcome that God says we're supposed to experience. You have others who've been serving God for a long time tell you their testimonies about how God brought them through, how God did this for them, how God so forth and so on. So that builds up confidence in you because the word says that God is no respecter of persons, meaning that what he's done for one, he'll do for another. So it's the same thing, faith. So that's why I'm saying when I was talking about the poor, serving them in faith. Mark chapter 11, verse 22. Real simple verse, four words. Then Jesus said to his disciples, have faith in God. Now let's go to Matthew chapter 21. Let's look at verse 18. It says, in the morning as Jesus was returning to Jerusalem, he was hungry. And he noticed a fig tree beside the road. He went over to see if there were any figs, but there were only leaves. Then he said to it, may you never bear fruit again. Jesus is saying this to the fig tree. And immediately the fig tree withered up. Not because Jesus chopped it down, not because he kicked it, but because he spoke to the tree. Uh, the revelation in that is, is that words, there's life and death in your words. He spoke words and a whole tree weathered up. If he can speak words to an inanimate, inanimate object and it wither up, I would think you can speak words to an individual and build them up. And you can speak words to an individual to tear them down. But we're choosing to do the building up. I just wanted to point that's not what I'm dealing with, but I wanted to highlight that to show you the power that's in your words. Verse 20, it says, The disciples were amazed when they saw this and asked, How did the fig tree wither so quickly? Disciples asking Jesus a question. Then Jesus told them, I tell you the truth. If you have faith and don't doubt, you can do things like this and much more. You can even say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. You can pray for anything. And if you have faith, you will receive it. So we see examples of faith and prayer, faith to move mountains, he says you can do these things and much more if you have faith and don't doubt. Now, you may be focused in on the mountain portion of this verse. What sticks out to me is the much more. Because granted, a lot of us are not out here trying to move physical mountains. But the mountains represent problems, tests and trials, challenges that's in the person's life. He's saying we can speak to the mountain, talking about words again. He says, and if you have faith and don't doubt, it will happen. What will happen? Whatever you want to be removed will be removed. 
doesn't mean it will happen immediately, but it will happen. Whatever's blocking your way, Jesus is saying he's given us power in his name to speak to whatever challenge, the challenge that you're having. And if you trust in him to move that, he will move it. You can't, we can't be timid when it comes to things like this. We can't be saying, you know, well, Lord, if you if you got time, if you find it in your schedule, no, you coming in doubt. That's doubt. That's not trust. So I hate to break it to you. You may think that's being humble, but uh-uh. You, that's full-blown doubt. You're not even sure if he's going to do it. You can't say find time in your schedule. He don't even operate by no clock. <laughs> God is eternal. He, he, ain't got, he has no time. He does not operate by a schedule or a clock. So I think a lot of times we, think we need to start watching these movies or wherever we're getting this stuff from and just stick to the book. Let's go to John chapter 1. Look at verse 3. It says, God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. I'll read that again. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. That's just letting you know that everything that you see, he created it. Not the universe, not your cousin, not whoever, whoever you got on your mind. So if he created it, he can sustain it. And he is sustaining it. Faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Faith for today. When tomorrow comes, we get faith for that day. We can wrap this up in Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. So don't worry about tomorrow. Focus on today. When tomorrow gets here, God will be there. God is in our tomorrow. And when it gets here, we will focus in and ask him, what will he have us to do? If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please send this with your family. Please send this to your family and your friends. Remember, you can follow me on all social media at mbills314. Send your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. Also, remember these words from the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 4, the latter verse. Let God be true and every man be a liar. Until next time, I'm out.